Chapter 4 After a morning of opening gifts around the tree and eating the cinnamon rolls Soleil had made the day before and left them for breakfast, Erica did what she did every Christmas. She took all her new stuff to her room and lined it up on her bed. There was something immensely satisfying about seeing Christmas gifts laid out this way. Normally, she would call Leah's house to ask what she got, and they would compare notes and talk about what they were going to wear for the Nolan family dinner. Her father had kept up the tradition after Erica's mother died, inviting Leah and her mother, as well as Father Patrick and Father Michael. Sometimes they would bring guests, too, a stray nun or perhaps a generous church benefactor. Erica never knew who was going to show up, but Soleil would arrive two in the afternoon to start putting dinner together. Half of it was already prepared in the refrigerator. Erica looked at her lineup of presents, finding it far less satisfying in the moment than she had on former Christmases. For some reason, her new clothes, records, jewelry, and perfume didn't make her anywhere near as happy as she'd been in the past. She should have been on the phone with Leah, but instead... Her best friend had gone to the loft with her future husband, something Erica couldn't have imagined happening in her wildest dreams, effectively shutting her out. Things weren't the same, even with Leah back, and she knew they'd never be the same again, in spite of the way everyone kept pretending they were. It made her sad. Then she remembered the piece of paper shoved into the pocket of her winter coat. Erica went down the hall and dug it out. It was a flyer for the Midnight Mass at Mary Magdalene's church, advertising the live nativity scene. There was a picture of the scene on the front. Father Michael had commissioned Robert Nolan to take it for him, and it was a lovely photo of Erica dressed as the Virgin Mary, holding a baby Jesus. Only this was really just a doll wrapped in a blanket. Its face turned away from the camera so you couldn't tell. Father Michael didn't introduce a real baby to the mix until the big night. The Virgin Mary's face was turned up to Joseph, played by Clayton Marshall Weber III, who was handsome even in his simple robes and goofy sandals. She'd never noticed the way he was looking at her before, like he worshipped the ground she walked on. He was clearly a good actor. It made for the perfect photo of the scene they were portraying, but after the night she'd spent with Clay, she wondered how much of it was really acting. She turned the flyer over and found the number he'd scribed there. He had asked for her number, but Erica had hemmed and hawed. The truth was, she didn't want him calling her house and having Leah answer. She didn't want to explain his presence in her life aside from Father Michael's play. And then she'd gone and snuck out to meet him and then invited him to Christmas dinner, of all things. So much for the original plan. Erica headed back down the hallway, slipping through the living room, glancing up at the loft where her father, and now Leah, slept. It was quiet. She went down the hall toward the kitchen, stopping at the telephone table and staring at the phone. Erica had never called a boy in her life, except for Bobby, and they'd been going out forever by that time, and even then, she didn't do it often, only when she had to. Good girls didn't call boys, they didn't ask boys out, they didn't ask them over for dinner, they certainly didn't sneak out in the middle of the night to meet them, and they definitely didn't have sex with them, ever let alone on the first date. She picked up the receiver and began to dial the extension. Her heart thudded in her chest as she told herself she was being silly. But she knew if his mother answered, she was going to just hang up the phone and run back to her bedroom. It rang and rang, and she wondered if they got up late on Christmas. 
Was she interrupting their gift opening? She knew she shouldn't be calling him at all, let alone on Christmas Day. Besides, what was she doing? Clay was nice enough, handsome, clean-cut, and he made her laugh with his sarcastic, sacrilegious sense of humor. But in spite of her actions the night before, she wasn't in any danger of falling head over heels for him. Her heart belonged to someone else. He just happened to be someone she could never, ever be with. Erica was about to replace the receiver back in the cradle when she heard a breathless voice on the other end of the line say, Hello? Oh, um, hi, Clay. Erica? His voice warmed immediately. He sounded far more pleased than she liked, and she blushed, glad he couldn't see her as she twisted the phone cord around her finger.